0: Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNradio.com slash Behind the Badge.
1: Chicago's Afternoon News 720 WGN. I'm Lisa Dent. As promised, our friend Tom Skilling from WGN-TV. How are you today, Tom? Lisa, I am
0: I am wonderful, and hearing your voice, I feel that much better. Uh, <laughs> uh, doing
1: very well. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm just shocked that we're down by what twenty three degrees from this time yesterday, if not more. Yeah,
0: yeah, that is a quite a shock, isn't it? You got to love uh, spring in Chicago. We've got two seasons battling it out every year about this time of the year. I was looking a year ago, we were up to sixty eight. And yesterday, we hit 74, which was the highest official temperature so far this year. And you know, Lisa, we've got three 70s on the book so far. And that puts this year, or this March, among the uh, top 6% um, of Marches. And we have 151 of them to look at on the weather record. We're in the top tier in terms of number of 70-degree days. So uh, that's interesting. It'll be interesting to see if this carries over into the summer Uh, We have a La Nina going out in the Equatorial Pacific. It's a cooling of the water there, and that sets up changes in the weather globally. And uh, we've found that La Ninas um, have at times associated themselves with heat and even drought in our area. And uh, so it's going to be interesting to see if that has any impact on this summer. Uh, No two La Ninas are alike, but uh, having started so warm with 70-degree days in March, Uh, maybe we're on that track here toward a a hot summer. It'll be interesting to see.
1: You would have thought it was summer yesterday. North Avenue Beach was packed with people. I I went towards the the area of Wells that is open, and every restaurant was filled with diners. Yeah, it felt like it was the middle of June.
0: Oh, it was marvelous. And it was fun to see people out walking along the lake. You know, I was uh, working here in the home weather office, and I threw the window open, and my dog, uh, little Penny, was sitting here saying, now, what is this all about? <laughs> window
1: open?
0: Uh, Penny's a new member of the family here, so she hasn't seen the window open very often. And uh, she was quite delighted to have the fresh air coming in, you know, from outside, unheated. So that uh, it was marvelous. It really was.
1: Tom Skilling, something tells me that you spoil that dog as bad as I spoil mine. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: little dog is so sweet. You know, uh, uh, she belonged to my roommate's aunt, who passed away uh, suddenly, and uh, so this little dog, we kind of brought her into our home, and we lost our little dog um, within the last half year, uh, little Maddie, and so to have another little doggie in the house, and this little doggie joins uh, Waldo, our kitty. And the two of them get along famously. So, uh, but yeah, I, I I suspect, Lisa, you and I are the same in, in <laughs> spoiling our little doggies. No question about it. I think they're, so. They're adorable. So,
1: um, what about those tornadoes that ripped through Texas and Oklahoma? Thank yeah. goodness there wasn't a huge loss of life. But is there any way to predict what the season will look like? What our tornado will season season will look like? Well, that's a good point. Uh, You
0: know, these La Niñas tend to associate themselves with pretty active tornado seasons from about the Ohio Valley south, and that can sometimes uh, occur up here as well. Um, What it seems to do, Lisa, is uh, strengthen the southern jet stream. And, boy, we've got a blockbuster jet stream that whipped up those tornadoes down in Texas. You know, when you start getting those upper-level winds to tangle with low-level warmth and humidity... And yesterday, we had 20 uh, tornadoes reported, uh, as you say, through Texas right up to the Oklahoma border there. And then on the other hand, on the other side of this storm, they've had snow uh, and blowing snow at that. They had the stinking snow out in the ski resorts in uh, Colorado and then out into the plains of Kansas. So, you know, you tend to get that to happen this time of the year when you, you get these big spring storms to whip up.
1: Thank God we've got technology that helps protect us. Hey, I'm talking with Tom Skilling from WGN-TV, sponsored by Seal Basement Systems. Speaking of that, it looks like this is a time to make sure that your downspouts are connected and clear and not draining into your foundation, because we've got rain on tap for a few days. Is that true? Yeah,
0: we do indeed. Uh, this is a slow-moving system, and by the way, it's a pretty active pattern we've got over the next... next... Next two weeks, these uh, storms—there are three of them—showing up in our model runs over the next two weeks, and they come in at about four-day intervals. This one is going to hang around in one form or another. Uh, right through the end of the, uh, well, up to the end of the work week. Um, And and we'll be joined by another little system that dives in from the northwest toward Friday, so that that could make it a clean sweep. But I'll tell you, this is coming at us in pieces, uh, Lisa. So, you know, we've kind of quieted down uh, in terms of aerial coverage on the rain after some rain this morning, but that'll pick up tonight. We could get a couple of thunderstorms mixed in before the night is out. So, you know, I, we need the rain. We've got a moderate to severe drought going in our northern counties. Uh, I was up speaking in McHenry County. I told you about that. and I was talking to one of the fellows out there who works for the county and keeps tabs on well levels up there for the county. And he was saying how low they are because there's such a lack of moisture. So we want to recharge these uh, dry soils in those areas uh with some moisture and and it looks like nature's going to help do that we'll see how far it goes
1: that's good tom skilling is with us we'll talk about where he is headed next week i understand that there might be 10 15 20 30 40 inches of snow <laughs> we'll continue our conversation but first to check on on traffic we've got the weather but mary has traffic for you it's seven twenty. WGN. This is Chicago's afternoon news. I'm Lisa Dent. One of my favorite people in the world, Tom Skilling, is with us today. And
0: right back t- at you, Lisa. That's, you're so sweet.
1: You're headed to? Are you headed to Alaska next week?
0: Yeah. You know something? Um, yeah, I go up to uh, a little area about an hour south of Anchorage. It's it's referred to as South Central Alaska. Anchorage, of course, is the biggest city in Alaska. They the metro area there has about three hundred thousand people in it and uh, boy, they have had a winter up there in terms of snow. Uh, You know, a warming planet actually produces snow over less area, but where it does snow, it can snow very heavily because the atmosphere is holding more water, being in a warmer state around uh, uh, Alaska. So, and that's what they've had. So, they've got 42 inches of snow uh, on the ground up there right now, and I was just looking, one of the, uh, they have a Ski uh, resort up there. I'm not a skier, by the way, but I love watching <laughs> people who are brave enough to go down the hill uh, at 90 miles an hour on a couple of sticks. You know, I yeah, it, it's beyond me. But anyway, they've got 190 inches uh, on the ground up uh, about midway up the mountain there that they ski on.
1: I've got a story that I'm going to share with you, Tom. That just came across my phone because you know you get those breaking headlines, and yeah. it's it's about Ukraine. And I thought this is is amazing because it's a, a fellow media person. His name is Dmitry Muratov, and he was given the Nobel Peace Prize last year, and he said he is going to auction off his medal to support Ukrainian refugees. Wow. This is a person that works in the media in Russia, and he is so devastated by what he is seeing that he is standing up and saying, you know what, let's auction off my Nobel Peace Prize. How amazing just, is that? I
0: I hadn't heard he was auctioning off. I'll tell you. You know, I they had a, a woman on one of the uh, television programs the other night, and she is uh, based in Moscow, a journalist over there. And she said, "I'm, you know, I'm just devastated by what's going on." And she said, "I'm so embarrassed by my country and what they're doing over in Ukraine." And it was really moving because you know to say that over there, you can get plunked in jail yeah. for fifty years. Um, it really takes some guts to stand up and say. This is horrendous, what's going on. Uh, well, I'll tell you, hats off to him. Isn't that amazing?
1: That is amazing, because that is the Nobel Peace Prize. I mean, that's the greatest oh. honor you could receive, and to say, look, I'm willing to give away this medal to support Ukrainian refugees. He said he saw the images of children and women, and he was so touched that he just thought, what can I do to help? And this is what he has chosen to do. So wow. it, it's it's a good story coming out of a really bad situation.
0: Yeah, it is. that's 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 really amazing. Uh, Well, how about, you know, the polls and what they're doing in the country? Can you imagine uh, picking up with your family? You have children to educate, roofs to put over their house, uh, mouths to feed, and yet uh, for a country to open their arms like that and welcome people in, it, it's it's pretty extraordinary. It, it really
1: is. is. It is. I mean, it, down to the point where mothers were leaving strollers at the train station. So yeah. when Ukrainian moms got off the train, they would have a mode of transportation for the child that they had been carrying for hours and hours and hours.
0: I know. I, I, it's it's something. You know, we had hoped maybe we move beyond this. But it all goes to show that I guess the world uh, has its tyrants. And we're watching one at work over there. So uh, it's pretty amazing.
1: It's devastating. So, it hey, I read a headline today, Tom, back to weather, that said, there's a greater than 99% chance that Earth will have a top 10 warmest year on record. Is, is that accurate?
0: You know, uh, it very possibly could be. Um, the last I heard, we're running about sixth warmest. and But, you know, this year is young. And what they're looking at uh, there, Lisa, is the fact that we've got this La Nina going and La Ninas often can cool things off, but we've been bucking the trend on this, uh, these ocean atmosphere linked episodes like these La Ninas and El Ninos that you hear us talk about. And the reason we talk about them is because they change jet streams, not only over the ocean, but all around the world. So when they happen in the Equatorial Pacific, there are consequences around the world and uh, you know, it really has an impact. Uh, this flooding in eastern Australia seems to be related to this La Nina. On the other hand, there are other places in the world that dry out during these things. So I'm sure that's being factored into what the global temperature is going to do. And it uh, wouldn't be surprising.
1: And people wouldn't in it- your business were shocked at the temperatures in Antarctica and the Arctic last week. Uh, 70 degrees above normal?
0: Absolutely. And, and you know, at the same time, on the northern end of the Arctic uh, portion of our planet, up in the North Pole, they were running 50 degrees above normal in places. So you had the warmest temperatures ever recorded. Uh, in fact, I was reading that uh, some of the researchers down there were out in shorts, even though it was ten above zero. But normally, and I, it, it ought to be fifty six below zero there. So they were celebrating with shorts <laughs> uh, at, you know, at Vostok, I, one of the uh, 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 research stations down there. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. And, you know, sea ice reached its lowest level around Antarctica. Uh, so um, lots of, you know, concerning things going on.
1: Absolutely. And I know as part of this two-week break that you're taking, you're also going to be focusing on some of that and bringing back new data yeah. and stories. So we look forward to that, Tom.
0: Good, Lisa. Yeah, I'm heading off to NASA Goddard uh, right after getting back from Alaska. And we're going to go back to Alaska as part of our uh, our report on climate. So, yeah, well, thank you, Lisa. I, I, I'll have stories to tell you, I'm sure.
1: All right. Enjoy your vacation and, um, you know, try a little skiing out, Tom. Oh, I,
0: Lisa, <laughs> don't worry about me. If I were dumb enough to get on skis, the thing that should concern you is I'm going to kill somebody else. So, I, I believe you, I'm going to stay away. I'll watch others who know what they're
1: doing.
0: please <laughs> have fun. So, but thanks, Lisa, and it's good to talk to
1: you. Always great to talk to you. Tom Skilling from WGN-TV. Hey, Steve Bertrand has your news coming up next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom.